Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that God will meet you in this time with a fresh revelation of His love for you and that you will be challenged to align with the amazing plans that God has waiting for you. Here's this week's message from Pastor Claude. So we're talking about making room, and this morning I want to talk about making room uh, for God. Like we are in our third week of fasting, and, and for me, I, I look at what I'm going to share today. I, I think it's so fundamental when it comes to our lives. Um, the need for us to make room for God uh, and, and to realize our need of Him. If you look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belongs to Christ Jesus. But it says here, never stop praying. So that means that we do our lives saturated with prayer. We do prayer on the go. We take time with God in, the, in our private, uh, in our closet. We, we, we come corporately to pray. But it's the thought of praying without ceasing. I remember reading that many years ago. I said, how do I do this? It's really a heart condition. It's way more, than a, li- it's way more a heart condition than a lips condition. And yes, you can pray with your lips, but it's your heart. Your heart that is dependent on God. Your heart that brings God in everything that you do. It's like you go to work, you bring God. You're dealing with family issues, you bring God. In every aspect, God is there, and you're conscious of God, and you're turning to God, and you have this connection with God and this availability to God. And I think that's very important. Um, when it comes to why we pray, there's a lot of reasons. It could be, I could make a series of, of messages on why to pray. God calls us to pray. God answers prayer. God gives us victory in prayer over our enemy. Uh, we have fellowship with him. We, I like to say that you're, you can have tea with him in the morning. It's so amazing to have a relationship with God. It's a place that we can listen to him, listen to him because he's a speaking God. And, but like I said, there's so many awesome reasons that we pray. But the main reason why we pray is because we need Him. That's the main reason that we pray. It's because we need Him. And one of the main truths that you find in the Bible is we see the people from the Old Testament and in the New, the need for God. And the awareness of the need for God. And I like what it says in John 15 verse 5. I'm the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can't do nothing. That if I'm not connected to the vine, there's nothing that will happen. Or I will be disconnected and I will do life on my own. And what I'm telling you this morning, it's not not a a new topic. It's you're not saying, well, I've never heard this before. If that's the case, well, I just pray that you would open up and receive this beautiful gift that God has, His Son, and He died for you. But if you've heard that before, you say, oh, I've heard this before. But the biggest challenge that we have is to live it. And to be aware that we are in need of God. You, you look in the book of Revelation chapter 3 verse 18. It talks about the church of Laodicea. And we know the story, right? They, they were naked. They were poor. They were blind. And, and Jesus is saying to them that they were literally poor. And in verse 18 it says, so I advise you to buy gold from me. Gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Also buy white garments from me so you will not be ashamed by your nakedness. And ointment for your eyes so you will be able to see. And we know when Jesus is saying this, he's not talking about real gold. He's not talking about garments. He's not talking about ointment for the eyes. He's talking about a spiritual matter. What he's saying is, is buy from me. And there's a paradox. They are poor. How can they buy gold? 
They can't buy gold. They're poor. But it's not about gold and silver. It's about him. It's about pursuing him. It's about having him in your life. And he says, buy it from me. The problem is that they were buying it from the world and, and they were captivated by the things of the world and they lived for the world. They were rich. They, they had lots going on and, and life was like prosperous and it was amazing in the ways of the world, but they were poor. And Jesus says to them, buy from me. Wow, buy from, I have what you need. I have what you really are hungry for. And I, I think it's linked to Isaiah 55, verse 1, where, where it says, If anyone's thirsty, come and drink, even if you have no money. Come, take your choice of wine or milk. It's all free. Look what he says in verse 2. Why spend your money on food that does not give you strength? So he's not talking here about physical food. He's talking about spiritual reality where God is in your life, where there's a pursuit and a desire for God. And, and Jesus says the same thing in John chapter 7, verse 37. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood and with a loud voice and said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Let him come to him, me and drink. Like we, we had a prayer summit last Tuesday that was great, and, and we sang this song, God of Revival. And in, these, in that song, there was these words, Awaken your people, awaken your city. Awaken your people, awaken your city. It just penetrated. It just like we're in a Daniel fast. We're praying. We're taking time aside. We're pushing food aside to focus on God. And it really rocked me. I know the worship team led. And then I came back at, at the end and said, we got to sing this song. But I could not get the song away from my heart. And that influences what I'm speaking to you about this morning. And I, I was saying, God... What we need is an awakening, an awakening in our hearts. And we need that in the church. First of all, we, we need it in our lives where we are awakened, where we, 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 we see him. And I'll talk about that in a moment. And my question, what, what, how, God, can I see this? How can I see an awakening? And my, my first point is when seeing God in my life becomes imperative. When I see my need of him in my life, you know, when I see him as my necessity, when it's imperative for me to meet with him, that's the heart of the Christian life. If that doesn't happen, and there's, if there's not that connection, and if we don't have this reality where the most important thing for us is to connect with him and him to connect with us, there's something wrong in our walk. There's something missing. And I believe what God wants to do, he wants us to make aware of that. Like it's, it's when I become conscious of my present state without him. When I don't want to be distant from him. One of the things that is so important for us to do, it's to look at where we are and how we're living our lives and say, God, am I seeking after you? Is it imperative in my life to have you? Is it imperative? Like, is it like really a necessity for you to be in my life? Is it a necessity for you to be part of all that what I do? And I, I'm looking at my life, and you're probably, I can't know, I, I don't know your, your life, but sometimes it's not. It's not imperative. It's one other thing, right? Is that we get, we get comfortable in our salvation. We have our doctrine all mapped out and our belief all, all in order. But but God is looking for a heart, right? 
God is looking for your heart where you are drawn to him and, and you're caught up with him. And, and he really, really matters where it's imperative to, to be with him. It's imperative to have him in your life more than your favorite show, more than whatever you have, more than the stock market that you follow or whatever it is. That in your heart, there's a strong desire and hunger to see him. I think it's so important. I think it's so important to see our brokenness and our emptiness without, without him. And we, we were here on Thursday, and I was praying in that corner. You know, I, I, felt, my bro- I felt my brokenness. I felt my, my emptiness. God, I need you. I, I really need you. Beyond ministry, I need you for me. I need you to be in my life. I need you to be present. I need you to be real. Like, I, I, I can remember in 1994, <laughs> some of you were not even born, a long time ago as a young pastor, and I was in a place of desperation. I wanted to quit. I was overwhelmed. I had no spiritual father. I was struggling and, and trying to be the pastor that I was supposed to be, not knowing how. And I remember this longing for God, this desire for God. God, if you don't show up, I'm done. I'm undone without you, Lord. And, and, I, and I think it was amazing to be brought to that place because this is where God encountered me in a fresh way. And I'm looking at the church where we are today in 2024. As a pastor of this church, I say, this is the heart of what we're called to pursue. If that is real in your heart and that's real in the, in the assembly, God's going to do amazing thing in our lives. And, and, and I think it's so central. I, I like... David in Psalm 63, verse 1, he says, it, he says it so well. Oh God, you are my God. I earnestly search you, search for you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you in this parched and weary land where there's no water. I've seen you in your sanctuary and gazed upon the power of your glory. He remembers, he remembers the time where he met with God. And he says, oh yeah, your unfailing love is better than life itself. How I praise you. But what a verse, right? I earnestly search for you. I, my soul thirsts for you. My whole body longs for you. I say, God, put this in my heart. Put this in the church, right? Put this in our lives where there's a, a desire for God more than anything. That my eyes are aware, that my eyes would see that he wants to be in my life. And my heart would be tender. I would be like the ten wise uh, virgins with oil in their lamp and waiting for him. Actually, this, the parable of the ten virgins is really about prayer. Those that are praying and waiting for him to show up. And I, I don't want to find myself with no oil in my lamp where I'm, I'm not close to him, where I might know the, the lingo, I might know what to do, and I, and I, I love God, but, but I'm not caught up with God. These ten virgins were at the door waiting for him to come, waiting for him to come. There was this anticipation and this desire to see the, the, the groom come. And I think that's the heart of the church as the bride because we're called the bride of Christ. There, 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 must, there must be this desire for God. There must be this hunger for God to show up. It has to be there. And like I said, it's so easy to see that be covered by all kind of stuff, by hurts, by whatever. But we got to go back to the heart of the message that Jesus asked us to respond to. And I think it's with hunger we can do that. 
One of the verse that really expresses that is Joel chapter verse chapter 2 verse 13 where it says rend your heart and not your garment return to the Lord your God rend your